there, JK Around Town. This is Kevin from the JK Around. And this is Joel from the JK Around Podcast. It's another beautiful Monday. It's the JK Around Podcast time for all y'alls. We're coming to you not live from the capital city of the nation. Yeah, but not dead either. Oh, we are alive. Yes, we are currently. alive currently. currently. But when this is posted, we who could, knows? We could be who dead. knows? Yes. We've and been playing a lot with time. And death. And death and stuff like that. And, and those are realities that we need to all face. Exactly. But when you put your name cemented in an art form like comedy, mm-hmm. your name lives on. Right. Like Shakespeare. But another interesting thing that I just thought of was comedy pl- uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy. What if that tragedy is happening in the future? So mm. your death is imminent. Well, we don't know when that's going to happen, but let's say it's 20 years from now. And that would be the time. Part. That would be the time thing. So yep. it's 20 years away. So that's a, a long time. So now if I'm joking about death, you uh, should do it earlier is what you're saying. You should do it now because it's joke time it plus yes. tragedy. Right. Because you won't be able to the do it to, after the tragedy. The closer, right. And the closer to death you get, maybe the less funny it is. Yeah. And and picture me in a comedy club performing a, a, a joke about death, a hilarious joke sure, about sure. death. Yeah. And then I walk off stage, I get into my car, I go out there, out onto the road, smash, transport truck, dead. Now, was that joke funny? It got laughs, mm-hmm. but people will think back at those jokes that were there and maybe they see my dead body all over the road or, you know, yeah. my brain yeah. splattered or whatever. Splashed. And they'll go, okay, those jokes now are, are sad. Yeah. I don't now, know if they're Now that I, I, you know, I was going to say them at the water cooler tomorrow mm-hmm. to all my friends, mm-hmm. but now Joel has been smashed to bits by a transport truck. Right. And then fast forward 20 more years now they're telling now the jokes. Now it's funny again. And they're now going, <laughs> yeah. I saw this comedian once. He said this and this and this joke. It was flawless timing. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I didn't expect such comedy from someone so good looking. And then he drove out onto the road in his quite nice vehicle, smashed yeah. dead. He smashed had so much dead. going for him. Yeah. Just know. driving out in the middle of the highway on a bicycle is never a good idea. But the irony. is a nice vehicle but nice bike yeah the irony is that it doesn't matter how many speeds you have on your bike Mm -hmm. you're dead and you can't take it with you no so this is the jk round podcast indeed it is and And thanks uh, thanks for joining us again students um you know we we had a great interview last week with jen myers oh yeah that was uh, another classic one Mm -hmm. in the bag for us we're learning so much from these comedians you know we really are are. we really are and and i think that uh if we were to get more famous comedians on the show it'd probably take away from the learning aspect right because the learning aspect is something that we're all doing right now well you know that there's the the whole thing with the uh, a human interest story. Well, you're interested in the human. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, comedy is human. I know you're going to say comedy is human. I was, yeah, yeah. But we're going beyond just the the living human. Like you say, when a yes. comedian dies, yes. their legacy lives on. It's mm-hmm. their jokes. It's the comedy. Yep. It's not necessarily the man or woman. Mm-mm. So what we're doing is we're saying, hey, who cares about who these people are? That's not really important and because they're not famous, so nobody cares what they had for breakfast. Yeah. We can no, get past that now. Exactly. We, we don't can, care we, who they're dating. Yeah, we just get into the, the mechanics of their mind right. and see all the, the cogs and wheels that are turning and see which, which little piece fits into another little piece that, that keeps it spinning. Exactly. We'll we'll let TMZ walk over and, and like take pictures of all these celebrity comedians. Yeah, and that's their job and, that's and they're they great at it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I... All the support to them and any kind of uh, pop uh, popper papazzi right. who wants to do something like that, um, you know, that keeps us informed, that keeps us going, that mm-hmm. keeps us knowledgeable. But what we want to do is crack it, crack that egg, the right. same egg, mm-hmm. but from the different side. We're going from bottom up. They're, right. they're going right on the side, hard hitting. We just sneak underneath, right. give them a little tickle, and then a pound. Now it's interesting in, in the nation, the paparazzi are own like the, it's a government yeah, subsidized it is, it is group. It's a government subsidized group. They don't uh, operate independently. So the the press, uh, the paparazzi part of the press. Yeah. So there's an there's an independent press. There's a freedom of mm. the press, but uh, the paparazzi itself is a group which is owned and run by the government. Yeah, and, and it adds and a thank different goodness thing. that yeah. it is because yeah. I mean, if if it weren't regulated, then you would just have a bunch of people, you know, taking pictures 
pictures of celebrities spreading mm-hmm. spreading gossip and wild allegations yeah. without any kind yeah. of like stamp of approval. Right. And it's all about that offici- uh, official uh, way of going about it. It's really. nice because the celebrities now don't get chased down at their homes. They just go show up at the studio or wherever the government is saying these are yeah. where the paparazzi are going to be. And they go and they get their headshots. They get their, you know, and they, you know, they say, please come with whoever you're in a relationship now with. Mm-hmm. And then we can expose that in the magazine. And, and they do a nice spread and they say, you know, can we come into your home? They ask first. Yeah, they ask. So, I mean, um, it's a, it's a more. I mean, they'll go in there either way, but asking yes. is. Yeah, but I mean, it's the government, and, and right? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Don't make us sure. get a warrant, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a more sophisticated, uh, it's a more evolved way of doing it. It sure is. Mm. And uh, the quality of stories covered. I and mean, the lighting in the photos. The lighting in the photos. I mean, yeah. you, d- you can't get better upskirt shots than a government-approved paparazzi oh, yeah. program. Oh, yeah. I mean, because a lot of those things are done at, you know, the wee hours of the morning at car shows. Sure. You know, yeah. they're, oh, look yeah. at this celebrity getting out of a car and we can see up her skirt. Well, that's a brand new car underneath the showroom lights. Uh, and, and it and it looks great, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Um, eh, I think that that's something that's going to come in with Obamacare uh, in the United yeah. States. I think they're going to uh, say, what about Obama paparazzi? Yeah, Obama bazzi. Mm. And that would just be, I think really the states needs that sort of thing right now because their cultural atmosphere, their mm-hmm. their media and their whole Hollywood, you know, glorification is starting to die down. And I not, think it's not being, a lot of people are. I think it's being dragged down by the, the gossip mag rags. Yeah, but, but, but not. Not the official gossip, because again, over there, anyone can be Any a, a gossip gag rag. Can get a camera out and go take mm-hmm. pictures of someone who's famous that everybody yeah. knows. What? Since when? <laughs> you Since... didn't have to go to whatever yeah. Oxford or Harvard yeah. to get your photography license. Yeah, and like, and learn sorry. how to use a darkroom. Like some of these guys don't even know how to use a darkroom, oh, Kevin. Gosh, and that makes me I mean, livid. Yeah, you you've got to get your license. You've got become a fi- if you're going to be a photographer without any of these things not even knowing a dark room like mm-hmm. it's not the 17th century anymore and the, and and the celebrities aren't even paying a dime to get their pictures taken by these people yeah i mean ridiculous get out of town clown <sighs> couldn't have said it better myself yeah so tribute episode today as yes as the that's listener right will probably is, already um, know indeed and and again they know more than us at this point mm-hmm. because we're we're doing we're keeping strong with the whole uh hat comedians yes um comedy hat that yep. or is a hat that is we'll the with comedians that's, that's all the comedians rustling around in there i guess they're probably telling each other jokes and there's, laughing their heads off there's got to be <laughs> over five six hundred comedians in there well there's a full, full actually hat. How many comedians? This is a good ex- assignment, right okay. off the top. Um, we'll what we'll do is we'll say how many comedians are in the hat. Yeah, like the jelly bean thing yeah. when you're a kid and but you're we're at a doing carnival. It, it's sonically, so yeah. Sonic a, the Hedgehog. Yeah, these are all little pieces of paper. Um, how many of them are there? How many comedians have I cut yeah. up yeah. and put in hat? And Joel will individually count each one of them mm-hmm. uh, and tally the results. And, yeah. and whoever gets closest gets the jelly beans. Gets the jelly beans. So send your messages to facebook.com slash the JK round yep. or twitter.com slash the JK And put a little, put a little hashtag uh, in the space. And then my favorite jelly bean is red. Just in case you win, we'll send you f- yeah, some. We'll send you that jelly bean. One red jelly bean. Okay, so time to pull the name out of the hat, Kevin. And okay, you did the okay. honors last time, I so I think you yeah, can do I, the honors I, this time. That makes sense to me. Now, don't open your eyes. Okay, let's close again. <laughs> don't keep your eyes open for this, and okay. reach into the hat and pull out a comedian. Then you can open your eyes. Well, and go you can right read. at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. See right. Oh, yeah. This random. Oh. It's, oh. Okay. We've got Sam Kinison. Sam, whoa! Hey, oh, Sam Kinison. We wanted hitting. to do a legend. Wow. Yeah, this is a legend. Move over, Bill Cosby. Small three-letter name, massive personality. Indeed, and his last name uh, definitely more than three letters. Oh yeah, and um, well, you can't. I can't even tell how many letters there are. I can't even spell it. Yeah, but Sam Kinison. Now, this mm-hmm. was the original. Um, well, it, what uh, the first thing you notice about him is a beret. 
Yeah. Calling card? It would have to be. Uh, exactly. Call, calling card. card. Um, take that back, uh, students. If you're new to the JK Around podcast, mm-hmm. take it back uh, a couple episodes. Levi Mann, I believe, is when we discussed the calling card. Was that? I can't. That? I don't know for sure. I think it is. I'm a pretty big fan of the show. Either way, you can read all about them on, on the, the blog about this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, point is, we've discussed calling cards before, but for those who haven't heard and don't want to sift through the entire uh, Levi Mann episode for your fifth time, right. which I'm sure that would be. Uh, basically, what we're talking about here is this is a little, a little signature, a little something that addresses the audience mm-hmm. immediately saying, this is a piece of me, this is a piece of who right. I am. And for Sam Kinison, I would agree that the beret, beret, the beret definitely helps. I mean, it, it brings together uh, images of artists, yes. Van Gogh, yes. um, the guy from MythBusters, mm-hmm. all sorts of just mm-hmm. famous people with berets, and you see him and you think. He's got something to tell me here. And you I'm know, I, listen. I would assume the guy from Myth, MythBusters was like, "Uh oh, if I if I don't have this beard and these wacky glasses, now mm-hmm. everyone will think I'm Sam Kinison." So he has exactly. to do, have more calling Couple cards. Couple more calling cards yeah. on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of people uh, associate a beret with somebody who's not really nice, an arrogant person. Yeah. Um, I would say a prig. Um, you know, one of these people that you just really don't want around, you know, they're going to wear a beret. Directors of films yeah, sometimes. People, people who ride tandem bikes. Mm, uh, mm. You know, French uh, people. F- the French in general. Mimes. Mimes or... Like these are all people that nobody likes. These are the. This is the underworld of society in yeah. a sense. And so he, he's bringing this symbol of the underworld yeah. onto the, the main stage, which and, is risky. And, and when he walks up there, you, you expect him to go, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Now, mm. you're all silly billies, you know, or some, you know, and yeah, I'm going to very... make some jokes. I'm better than mm-hmm. you, and yeah. this is why. But what does he do, Kevin? Well, he definitely doesn't have this, you know, Lord Alfred Kennison sort of uh, air about him. Right. No, or no, Lord no, Samuel K- Kennison. No, let's yeah, say. yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be any of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, he just comes at you as a dude. Right. And he says, you know what? I'm a little bit miffed about something. I'm a little, and, and boy, is he... Is a he ever bit. miffed? Yeah, he's a he bit gets, of a miffed comedian. He gets miffed like the best of them. Let me yeah. tell you that much. Yeah, would you say that he's like he does angry comedy? Like we talked about rants and, and yeah. riffs on rants and rant riffs. Yep. Um, does he kind of delves into that sort it, of world? It's it's not just angry comedy because there are all sorts of angry comedians. Uh, Lewis Black, for example, right. will, will give you something very angry and just sort of shout it at you, and there you yeah. go. But it's it's short and it's punchy and it's sweet. Where mm-hmm. where Kennison does those sort of riff ramp ramp rolls with his anger right. and becomes what I call a, a stream of angerness. Mm. And it just, it's like a, a constant flow of thought that just of one topic that pisses him off to the next. And it just goes up and down and you feel the waves as he talks and, and not just sound waves, but kind of piss waves because he's, he's so pissed and th- and that's that stream that's coming from him exactly. that stream of i'm pissed off and you're riding that piss wave uh mm-hmm. which is his stream of piss consciousness yeah and you're going wow this guy's mad oh. but i'm getting it and i'm relating and yeah. i'm seeing what he's seeing and it's making me angry too but not so angry that i can't laugh and that's where i'm being healed that's right so uh, there's like these layers upon layers yeah. and you're still going to sit you're going to say seated and you're going to listen to him oh, yeah. a lot of times when i'm angry i know i just i cannot stay seated mm-hmm. and that's when it becomes a note that you understand this is comedy oh, this yeah. isn't just pure anger mm-hmm. or pure hate speech or just riling up a crowd to start a revolution. No, right. this is comedy. This is laughter. This is funny. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. funny laughing comedy. And, times. and if you can, students, if you can do that, then yeah, if you can really do that, like if you can really do that for sure, just really, there's nothing you can't do. If that's what you can do. 
Yeah. It's kind of that thing that's going to open the doors. You know, you, there's there's always, there's little doors, okay? There's doors after door after door after door. Yeah. So, you, you know, you can learn how to do the surprise comedy. That's going to open a door and you're going to walk down a hall, but then there's going to be another door. And you're going to, you know, let's say learn how to do prop comedy. That's going to open that door. Mm-hmm. Walk down the hall a bit more. Surprise, there's another door. That's not surprise comedy. That's just a surprise. And then you have to do another thing. What, like, maybe... Uh, slapstick comedy that's going to open that door you get angry and you can have a real piss flow and that's going to open all the doors and that's going to bring you right outside into the whole comedy world and you're going to own it at that point you own it yeah you know what i mean you become the sole proprietor of the hotel of comedy Mm. where that hallway exists and you Mm -hmm. can unlock all doors at once because you have the skeleton key. That's exactly right. And And, and Sam Kinnaton, he had that key. He had the key for the longest, longest times in the mid 2000s, especially, especially. Oh yeah. Now, interesting. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this is something that we talked about before, but I, I think it's interesting to bring it up, not with a girl as we did with Carly Mae. Right. And I'm doing a lot of prefacing with, without saying what it is. That's good. But it's Sam Kinison having long hair on yeah. a boy. Excuse me? Now, that we remember was strictly forbidden from the 80s to about 1983 to 1995 in the nation. Mm -hmm. Nobody was allowed to have long, no boys were allowed to have long hair and no no girls were really allowed hair past, like they had to be around their their, shoulders. Yeah. No, I think it was about their jaw. Chin to jaw? Wow. Yeah, they could. It was frowned upon, Kevin. I never really saw anyone with hair uh, shorter than their shoulders. That was, yeah. My mom and my sister both. There were those rebels, you know. There were those rebels who had the jaw length hair. But But they weren't going to get shot in the street or something like that. They were just, they're not going to jail or anything. They were just shunned by a lot of the people. Yeah. But uh, that was something. And then we saw Sam Kinison doing comedy. Strangest thing with this long hair, yeah. right, right in the midst of the the controversy, mm-hmm. you know, which that, to me, which to me, like, I mean, I had short hair and I still have short hair, and that's kind of a respect thing mm-hmm. uh, to my parents because they still hold on to that. Yeah, but when I saw Sam Kinison and I and I knew I loved comedy because I've always mm-hmm. loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I love, I, I don't know, I, I love to laugh. Sure. That's why we do what we do. And we just a, love laughing. Any age, right? Any yeah. age. Yeah. So I see this Sam Ken, and half the things I didn't understand what he's talking about. Sure. But I was still laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just like his face. It was, it's, he had features that were like his skin was, was soft and it, he didn't look really gruff or anything like that. And he was always very clean shaven. Yeah. He almost looked like a, had a pretty face like a girl. You know, but not wearing makeup or anything like that. So maybe like a lesbian or something like that. Yeah. He always had that look, right? Really dykey. And then he had this long hair, which was also very confusing. And I'm going, is this okay? I'm laughing and I'm enjoying the laughing, but this long hair thing is confusing me as a child. It was tough because, I mean, mean, audibly, uh, just great comedy. Great audio comedy. Gruff. Like a man. Yes, but visually, strange. Mm. Uh, a little confusing. Yeah. I mean, Do again, I hate the beret when, thing? When I mean, I now was... I know. Do um, Then I didn't yeah. have the prejudice, but now I have that wonderful prejudice. I'm like, do I hate this guy because mm-hmm. of the beret thing? And it's, it's great to, to have those sort of questions because that makes you feel human. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, though, and, and amongst the, the long hair controversy of the uh, mid, mid to mid-80s to mid-90s, mm-hmm. I mean, we we had a sheepdog, and mm-hmm. he had uh, long, shaggy hair, mm-hmm. and I had to put him down old yeller style right. in the back. My parents are like, take the rifle and shoot him down because he got the right. long hair. I said, like, can you shave him? And they said, no, we're not going to shave him. That would cost like $5. Right. I said, okay, And it's it not sense. fair to him. It's not fair to him. He's got to either live how he lives mm-hmm. or just die. And that's one thing I think that we had instilled in us at a very early age, which was you don't change things. You just reject them if they're wrong. That's right. Or you just end them completely so mm-hmm. you never have to deal with that difference again. Mm-hmm. Because it will, cause I guess, Kevin, and a, and a beautiful thing is that the hair will grow back. Sure. And that's a great yeah. metaphor for all those things yeah. that we see in people and we see in animal kind that if we don't like that, 
you can yeah. try to stamp it out as much as you want or shave but, it off. Yeah, but what are you really what are you really doing it's there? It's going to grow yeah. back. Right? Yeah. And thankfully, um, I mean, you know, my dog uh Bringus, he never grew back. He well, just stayed as he was forever dead. in the backyard. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. So much easier. Mm-hmm. So much oh, easier. Oh, yeah. And, when, and, when, and we saved a ton of money. Look, you're you're bawling your eyes out because your dog is dying. Oh, of course. And I was only like six and I had to right. shoot him in the in the face. Right. You had to do it as a, it was an of object course. lesson, I think, probably, yeah, yeah. right? You've told me this story. Well, um, I was thinking of growing my hair at the time. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a, a, you know, reinforcing lesson, my Look parents had me yeah. kill something with hair that, that you I loved. Thought, that I thought I might want to have one day. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you learn through that after seeing that dog lie down there dead mm-hmm. and, and always being reminded of that every time yeah. you went to play outside. Just, yeah, just don't Until change. it was dirt in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, how you should live and, 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 the, and that that's okay. Yeah, and just, just keep things the way they are. And mm-hmm. I mean, by 1996, when the whole thing was dropped, obviously I grew my hair out, and it was not a big deal. But at the time, it was quite—it was quite a. Well, I, I quite still a spiel. think that your parents probably had a bit of a fit, and they didn't talk to you about it because you're—I mean, your parents are the type that they'll—they won't say anything, but they, you know, they—I've rarely heard them speak a lot of words, especially my mm-hmm. dad. Um, and my mom's usually busy out in the fields. I remember. Uh, you know, after we started hanging out and I mm-hmm. was just we were developing for the show. Right. And I was just, I grabbed a book off the shelf. Oh, what's that? You know, and you were, I don't know, you went to the washroom and I was just flipping through, well, this is a photo album. And there I see oh, yes, you I, I and your hair is down, this. like just past your, your, uh, chin. And I'm like, yeah. is this your sister? You came in, I'm saying, I go, is this your sister, Kevin? Like, or what's going on here? And sure enough, I said no. That's that's a picture of me when I was thirteen, uh, and I, you know, and, and I don't. I, I'm not proud of myself, I, I, but I threw the book down on the coffee table in a way that I felt like my hands were soiled, and I went, "Ugh!" Mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. "That's a f word joke." Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I'm not proud of that moment, but. It's not like you're you're cleaning this up. Uh, people who are listening, he actually said that's the, the word F-word F-word. joke. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say the like, say fuck out of anger. Said, I wouldn't say that. Sorry, I said that's an F word joke, and uh, I said that's not an F word joke. This is an F word joke, and I told Joel this uh, classic joke about mm. fucking penguins, right. and we've all you know now, heard the many many jokes. Yeah, I was falling off the it. couch at this it. point, yeah, and yeah. I and I was killing myself laughing, and and to to try to brace myself as I fell from the couch, laughing with tears in my eyes, I went to reach out to the coffee table while I hit the. Bo- the, the the photo book. album, yeah, the photo and book. that fell onto me open, and I looked at it and saw your long hair again, and I, I shook my head, laughing, dry my tears. I looked up at you, and I said, I forgive you. Yeah. You know, this is o- this yeah. is okay. And, and, and what happened was, my mind went, like as if in a movie, you're going back in time. Yeah. You know, that whole yeah. Wayne's World thing. Yeah. And bam, right to Sam Kinison. Perfect. And I go, wait a second. I've seen a funny did, guy with long hair yeah, before. Did, did this just happen? Yeah. And, and you know, uh, and that guy who once had long hair also told me a funny F word joke. Yeah. How, what's the connection here? Yeah. My best friend that now has a beard, but at that point, you know, mm-hmm. my best friend of one week. Yeah. Who at this point looked, when he was 13, looked like a little girl. Yeah. You know. Uh, I might have been 16. Either way. Looked like a little girl. Tell me. You know. This is still fine. You know, this is, this is okay. I can accept yeah. this. Yeah. You know, and, and I had that kind of upbringing where it's like, don't accept it. Yeah, you, you really know? did. You had that more, um, well, you know, it's just a different way of, of looking at the world. Um, it's like, because things are sort of a lens, a lens of, yeah, uh, of right, right. A, yeah, a, a, the right lens or something like the the way well, you have things, to have a, an example, right? You have to have a, a mm-hmm, good a moral standard. standard. The way yeah. things should be, yeah, in a sense. So, yeah, and and a lot of that was us following what the nation said, and you would have to, yeah, uh, at that time, right? 
I mean, and you still do in, in a lot of really wonderful ways. Oh, for Which, which for we sure. have mentioned yes. about the perfect body that you try oh, to accomplish. Gorgeous. And, and, and but that's going to keep you healthy. Yeah. So they're really only it's looking out for happy. Your, uh, exactly. Best interests much? Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Nation. And, but really, you need a standards for everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we can look at is the standards of comedy that are set by guys like C.K., right. Kennison, yeah. uh, Alfred Meyer. Mm-hmm. All these, you know, Frank wonderful. Orlando. Sure. Wonderful, wonderful uh, standard setters. These, yeah. these, these foundation-bringing uh, uh, coal miners of comedy. Yeah. These guys mm-hmm. who, you know, they're working deep down in the grunt of it yeah and coming up completely covered in soot and Mm -hmm. toxic uh filth Mm -hmm. and most of them just die because they're so unhealthy but that's what you've got to do to set a a foundation of energy which is the coal which is comedy right and then you go okay you know your next generation comes along of filmmakers and they scrape they scrape from the flesh of those people that black soot and they put out these movies of black comedy where you're not even sure where the joke is because it's just that blackness Mm -hmm. well where's the coal this is coal dust this is the thing that you know fairy dust this is magical and I I get that but it's hidden in a veil a, a, a cloud of that cold dust. Yeah. And it's very it's, confusing. It's what makes black comedy so confusing. You, yeah. wa- you watch a movie like uh, Next Friday or The Friday After Next, mm. uh, both great films, Ice Cube and uh, one of his greatest comedic performances. Right. And you look at this and you think, you know, I get it, what what scholars say about black comedy and mm-hmm. how uh, the, the darkness and the confusion, the, the mix of tragedy with comedy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at Shakespeare's Measure for Measure or Ice Cube's Friday After Next. Right. And, Equivalent. Oh, very much so. They're, they're both problem comedies in that right. sense that there's not a real resolution here. Yes, you know, Ice Cube did manage to have a good Friday. But are we really settled by the very end of it? Are we right. really come to a conclusion? But I also find it very uncomfortable to put a black person in a black comedy. Yeah, I because, mean, it must be beating it over the head to some degree, Well, right? it it's, it's also puts the viewer or the reviewer in a very awkward position. Because now I'm saying it's a black comedy. Are you assuming it's because there's a black person in there? And right. then am I being racist? Um, I was surprised. Right, which is not, yeah, and, and a keen mind may know that obviously that's not the case. So right. students, if you're still students at this point being students, then you mm-hmm. should uh, study the fact that that's not the case. Right, yes. Look up what black comedy is, and you'll quickly learn that it is not what you think it is if you thought it was a black person in a comedy role. Easy. And I was surprised when Blake Edwards decided to do... Um, the that recent Pink Panther movie, not the one with Steve Martin, but the Blood Diamond movie, in mm. bl- a black comedy with a black actor. Now I'm unfamiliar with this. Go on. Well, you, you have you seen? You haven't seen? I haven't seen. Uh, well, Blood I Diamond. See, no, I saw porn that was called Blood a Diamond uh, XXX. So it was okay, a little, it was well, a little different. I'm I don't sure, know if but. it's the same thing, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. And he's in South Africa, and that's where these guys are digging up little diamonds with their in these streams, and it's it's a torturous sort of thing. But it's kind of funny because they're bumbling around in these streams. Sure. They're trying to get these diamonds. Well, well, it sounds ripe for a Clouseau character. Oh, to, yeah, for to, sure. To but it, yeah. the choices that Leonardo DiCaprio was making with the accent in that film it mm. I didn't even it didn't sound as French right and I know it's not supposed to sound French like I know it's a funny French accent sure but even still it sounded a little bit different like as if he thought it was Australian or something like really? that and I know when Roberto Benini did it yeah. he did it in a bit of a funny you know Italian-y Frenchy way because he's yeah. Italian but this uh, black fella and that's w- one of the confusions he f- finds the pink panther diamond mm-hmm. uncut in a stream and he hides it in his to- in his toes 
<laughs> and I mean, he's, they're bleeding because it's just, <laughs> it's hard. But he hides it in his toes and he's got to get it back to America. Anyway, awesome. it's a whole espionage thing and it's and it's hilarious. Sure. But but not out, laugh out loud the way the other Pink Panther movies were. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because DiCaprio's uh, comedic career seems to be going down as his right. sort of Oscar career is going up. Mm-hmm. And so often the sacrifice that comedians have to make. Yeah. Oh, now I want to be, you know, uh, uh, trying to make an Oscar film. Well, guess what, Leo? For all those Oscars that you've won, your comedic performances are starting to suck uh Blood diamonds, right? There's and that, and t- yeah. talk about one of our favorites, butt diamonds, even a bit of There's a, a sucking, sucking butt diamonds. Sucking butt diamonds. You know what? Ben Stiller. Now he did yes. the that. Oh, here, here's a new movie that everyone's going to be excited about: Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. First of all, it's yeah. a remake. Ben, we all know this. Okay. Yeah. Danny Kaye did the original. Simple. And it was a weird movie. It wasn't that good then. Now you're doing it, and and I think there's an Oscar nod. It's got to be. I mean, what? It's it's so obvious, uh, Oscar plea, you know. Please right, right. give me an Oscar. Um, uh, I know I'm just a comedian. Uh, yeah. I know, you know, but I haven't been working with Owen Wilson for so long. Can I please get an Oscar now? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've, uh, you know, yeah, okay, we get it. You, we get it, Ben. Get you got Sean Penn in your movie. That does, yeah. that's not going to win you an Oscar, pal. Yeah, you stick no, to the I don't think st- so. stick to the laughs, friend. Yeah, that's right. I, I, take I, a take a note from the Lego Movie. Right, great film. Check it out, twenty fourteen, mm. and just stick to the cool, the basic, and the funny. Right, and uh, uh, how about some characters that we all know and love? Yeah. Uh, hello. Are they so hard to put in movies? Yeah. Can we not have Batman in like every movie now? That would be great. Look, I wouldn't be, uh, I don't think any of us would be remiss to see a Zoolander and then the Mr. Angry guy from, you know, the, the superhero one Ben yeah, Stiller did in yeah. the same pick. Like, can right. you bring these guys together and, and yeah, you know, yeah, you've done get... some iconic characters, bring them together, sure, yeah, you know? Yeah, let's let's see uh, Mystery Men and... Uh, Zoolander. Zool- sure, or um, The Avengers and uh, Zoolander. Yeah, start, start making your classic films again, America. Yeah, or C- Captain America. Captain you can America. put him with Zoolander. I mean, there's so many people you can put with Zoolander. Superheroes and Zoolanders that... It's a winning formula. Just stick to it. Look, Hollywood. Will Ferrell's got so many characters. Anchorman. Why don't we have a Zoolander yeah. appearance in there? Yeah. And then Will Ferrell, he can redo his role as the weird guy, Magneto or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that was the designer from Zoolander. I mean, there are so many um, just sort of avenues and aspects. If, if you just open up your mind, uh, sequels, for mm-hmm. example, f- we, wouldn't we all love to see uh, Forrest Gump 2 with Zoolander? Right. Or um, Zoolander 2. Well, yeah. Zoolander you know? 2. But in that film, I would expect to see a whole cast of characters, including yeah. Batman, Forrest yeah. Gump, uh, the guy from Tropic Thunder. But guess what? We don't need Owen Wilson in there. We never need Owen Wilson in there. Never. I just, mean, his star has faded, as far as I'm concerned. The oh, guy's sure. a whiner. And, and you know, it looks like he's got half a nose. Yeah. And so I've got half a mind to keep him out of every movie. Mm-hmm. We're, we, hey, guess what? Ever since Matthew McConaughey did some funny stuff, we don't need Zoolan- uh, Owen Wilson Owen anymore. Wils- no. Owen Wilson uh, is like, you know, Matthew McConaughey. But with less, uh, yeah, with but, less uh, presence and nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Shanghai Nights? No, Shanghai Goodnight to you, Thank Mr. You. Wilson. Thank you. And please don't use Shanghai Nights as it, and, and we're all looking at it and going, oh, is this going to be a black comedy because of the dark title? Right. No, right. it's not. No. It's lighthearted and it's silly and it's a pretty broad. Yeah, I you know? mean, considering it doesn't have Zoolander in it, it's right. all right. And uh, an Asian? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. I mean, Jackie it's, Chan. He's it, good. We should put him in the bucket. Yeah, actually, because he and he's he was always famous as a singer in China. Always before he came and became a martial artist in America. I did not know that, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting. Um, Stephen Fry, or sorry, Sam Kinison. Yes. I mean, what more can we say than than kaboom? I mean, doesn't that really sum up? Uh, the the lessons learned from Kinnison's comedy just kaboom in general explosive 
explosive. Mm -hmm. um, but but not just the normal kind of contained explosion. This explosion has shrapnel. Yeah. And I feel like he gets into the audience and he gets into the mind, pierces them a little bit. And, you and say may, maybe, but but maybe aggravates them. You know what I mean? A little bit, a little bit on the side, and it sticks in there. Mm -hmm. And and kaboom works, but because of the shrapnel thing. But what about wham bam? Thank you, ma'am. And mm. that is that Bowie thing where it's like, hey, you was, know, was Bowie in the band Wham? W no. Okay. He was in uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Oh, that's a that long title. Yeah, it's the Spiders from Mars, and then he played Ziggy Stardust in the band. Neato. Right. So, in this band, he said, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And that idea is, with Sam Kinison, I'm going to impregnate you with my ideas. Sure. Through comedy. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this, and I'm going to wham, bam, right up inside you, and I'm going to leave something. And it's going to burst out of you like Alien in the movie Alien. Right. And wouldn't it be awesome to see Alien and Zoolander? Oh, my gosh. Uh, what a thing, eh? I, Zoolander uh, teaching Alien to read. Chronicles of Reading. What is this? Uh, alien for ants? Oh, classic what a line. line. It'd be so... What a line. We could write right this... There. Hey, I could write this in my sleep, and I know, Kevin, you could write I, it in your sleep, I mean, too. I think if we slept together, we could just uh, come up with Meet a in our brilliant, dreams. brilliant script. Come up with an amazing yeah. sc uh, screenplay yeah, for that. We should probably just sleep together more often yeah, and to then get creative get uh, juices, juices flowing. flowing yeah. yeah, I think that'd be only a good idea. Yeah, Ridley Squat being a, a f just a fantastic director, I, I'm sure he's, he's probably been in conferences talking about that. If not, uh, mm -hmm. Ridley, give me a call. Give mm -hmm. me an email. Well, yeah, we JK could. JKAround uh, yes, at gmail.com. Gmail and we could do, give you a treatment at least. I'd treat him. Uh, we could do that. And, uh, hey, it, it, if anything, it's going to be better than Prometheus. Oh, Because sure. that was sure. garbage. It had nothing to do with fire. It wasn't funny at all. It wasn't funny. It, you know. I, I, I mean, don't want to say Zoolander again, but oh my gosh, isn't it obvious that Prom Prometheus, Prometheus wasn't it? Uh, yeah, okay, you got some penis snakes. That's kind of funny. It's only funny when you say it out loud and you realize, wait a minute, I'm watching penis snakes. There should have mm. been someone pointing out on the screen saying, look at all these crazy penis snakes. Yeah. And then we would know that it's funny and we can laugh now instead Preferably, of going, ah, ah, right. and being terrified the whole the whole movie. I would have liked to see two different things. Either a black guy going, what's the deal with all these penis snakes? Sure. Right? And I think that would have just killed it. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a normal sized black man in a fat suit mm. going, now you guys notice any penis snakes around these here parts, you know? And uh or Zoolander going there's some penis snakes around here, you know? And uh it's going great, I don't know Zoolander. why I have to see all these penis snakes, you know? Whatever his voice. And that would kill. But as yeah. it is, as it stands, Prometheus is not funny. It's just not a funny movie. Um, read the reviews. Every critic agrees with us. Prometheus, not much of a comedy. Mm, not funny. A lot of the reviews don't even mention the comedy. The, any of the comedic elements. Yeah. They'll just say, oh, special effects were mm. incredible. The story was lacking. Yeah, tedious. Yeah, yeah. And, um, The acting wasn't really much to write home about. But again, that's that's why our students come to us. Fastbenders. Maybe they were watching, you know. Used. It, it, there's always those confusing moments when you're watching a movie like Prometheus and being like, should this be funny? Am mm -hmm. I laughing? Mm -hmm. What is happening in my body and my mind? Where's Zoolander? Oh my goodness. Let me turn on the JK Around podcast right the hell now mm -hmm. or else I'm mm -hmm. going to be lost in this tornado mm -hmm. wind mm -hmm. of complete mm -hmm. uh, g what the goodness is going on this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm fed up with that, right. that kind of feeling hey. in, in films these days. <laughs> films. Well, hey, that's the way it goes. Um, listen, we are—we basically did a great job so far. I think we should do a little bit of a segment that we call "What What's... If." What if you were something, not just a comedian? Let's use imagination. All right, so this is a well, it's the third segment, third time we do this segment, so it's fourth time. Something like that, and it's we it, haven't been doing you know, it right yet. Nah, it's always kind of been a shaky uh, ground. Mm -hmm. 
but I think it's just but, because it's so there's so much depth to it. There's that so much. We're and, plumbing these depths and we're hitting different layers and they're uh-huh, they're not and, and uh-huh. because you and I have this, we know where it could go. Yeah. I mean, we're not wrong. We're we haven't been really wrong, and I think we've no, I've no, called no. us out on it, and and I maybe I haven't been wrong because. Because we're not wrong in the segment. We're just hitting different depths, and we know that we can go deeper, and we're That's frustrated. The thing. That's the thing. You're like, oh, my gosh, we have this whole wide, deep ocean yeah. of imagination yeah. to swim through. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're going to be brushing up against coral rocks. Sometimes seaweed's going to tangle up yeah. on your legs. Sometimes a little fish is going to like flap its fin at you the wrong way, and you might say, hey, fish, get the fuck out my face. Right. I mean, things but happen. I, but I want to get so deep down that I feel the weight the pressure in my head and it's like crushing my hood and I'm down underneath and and just the weight of the whole ocean and I and 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 it it makes my head explode from my ears yeah Yeah. and and just like goes even deeper down till it disappears and is gone forever in a sense exactly but then I'm lost in imagination and that's where I can really thrive. And let's hope. And so today I've, um, I've cooked up a a special little what if just just to really try to get those, that depth, that that head squishing depth. But just so, just to, to, um, reiterate to the newer or listeners. Sure, 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 sure. The the segment is we, we take the comedian we're talking about and we say, so in this case, what if Zoolander were blank? Yeah. So, you know, we can pick anything, a yeah. guitar, a light bulb, yeah, you yeah. know, so, you know, uh, but you said you have the thing. I have one. Um, and this one, you know, again, it's mostly focused on the, the depth. Mm. So I think that if we imagine Zoolander in this way, mm-hmm. it opens up a galaxy and you'll see what I mean. So mm. what if Zoolander were able to travel to any point of the universe. Oh, wow. Now think of that Now, for a first moment. of all... Now, these could be even moments that are places that aren't, aren't known by most science, which is a lot of places. Right. Science, science doesn't know a lot. Like 1% of anything. Sure. Now, the first thing I want to bring to light is, this isn't saying what if Zoolander were blank, as we thought before, but you're plumbing the depths such a little in bit a way more. to yeah. say, what if... He could blank. This were possible. Yeah. Wow. Or he could so dance. now we can give him uh-huh. a power in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And imagine him that a way. Capability. Mm-hmm. So it's still Zoolander. Sure. So he still is. He's that. still so good looking. And he's not so much, you know, the comedian and whatever that we were tributizing at the beginning here, but mm. has now become this per- this thing can. Mm-hmm. With an ability. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the the question is usually, what if you were something other than a comedian? Right. This is, well, what if you were uh, something that had the ability to do I something I think this, this raises a huge question. Sure it does. Personally. And this is going to not just plumb the depths of this idea, but it's going to plumb the depths of us. And, and, and when I say this, Kevin, can I... Like this is there's no going back from this. Well, I've had my depths plumbed uh, twice this year, mm-hmm. but I'm willing for a third time. Let's. let's well, I'm gonna let's plumb them hard. Plumb it on me, and you're going to feel something. That kingdom plum. If we, mm-hmm. like Zoolander, could travel through time and space anywhere we wanted to go, anyway, undiscovered or discovered or whatever, sure. on Earth as it is in heaven, it's up to us. Would we still practice comedy or would that go on the back burner and we would go and we would go, look, there's something more important than that. There's something I want to do that's greater. I want to go to or Gromanian five. Yeah. Or I want to see the beautiful flowing. Ice mountains of Plusnashnina. Plusnashnina. You know... And that's, this really is a good way to look at it. That's getting inside. That's because getting that, inside. Because that, when I thought of it and then I was going to say it, my heart twisted. I loved it. And I was like, Ugh, is, there, is there something more? Would I leave sure. the nation? I've got so many people here that I am making laugh. But and I'm all of a sudden, Joel think, and Kevin have been donned with the powers of, uh, Mr. of Zoolander. Of Mr. Lander. And we can now 
explore the universe. Yes. The universe. It's Go va- to different galaxies. Look, science might not know much about the universe, but they know it's vast. It's quite big. It's bigger than most things we could actually uh, look at. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, it's in not the- a trip to the capital city. It's not Heck a trip no. to the will- wishing pond. No. You know, it's it's not even a trip across the desert. And we know that that takes probably about six weeks. Probably. No one's made it. I haven't. But, you know, you run out of gas, first of all, and then, you know, you run out of water and then you die. You know, I've always wanted to visit, and I know this seems cliche, Mm -hmm. but I've always wanted to visit the planet of the apes. And if we could land uh, on the planet that, whatever planet that movie takes place on, I would love to explore that one and just meet all these crazy monkey people and maybe do comedy for them. Uh, Charlton Heston seemed to like it. I think I would do pretty well there, too. You know what? I think that hearing the laugh of monkey men would yeah. be very, very satisfying. Just rewarding. Because here you hear... <laughs> That's <you> normal. Hear, <laughs> yeah. And that's you what know? I mean. It's so much more guttural. It's so much more mm. inspiring. You just yeah. you feel the magic. There's a volume to it too. A screaming yeah. of pleasure that yeah. these monkeys are experiencing because you did a you fell on a banana peel. Yeah, now, that, that that's the type of thing that could <laughs> That'd simply be a classic. Get yeah, classic monkey comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think for me personally, and this is just me personally, Joel. Mm. Joel, you are more than welcome to come alongside me on this trip. But the first thing right. I'm doing with this power, punching in the coordinates to figure out. What, where, where the, the planet, planet of the apes, apes is. is. Get, yeah. get my, my patootie over there. But the greater answer that I'm hearing sure. is, Joel, I'm not going to stop doing comedy. That's my first love. That's what I'm going to continue Yeah, and you to know, do. But you, it might you, not you be called here. out my soul on that one, Joel. Yeah. You really did. Yeah. You, you pointed that out when I didn't even see it. Yeah. Sometimes your soul uh, comes out your, your tear ducts and you don't mm-hmm. even, you know, or in this case, it came out my, my words, my breath words. Yeah. And you caught on to that and showed it to me. Well, you your spirit flowed from you, Kevin, and it's hard to miss that. And, and mm-hmm. I, I'm getting the pleasure, the immense pleasure of seeing it in your eyes. Well, yes. Because when I and, and and that's a that's a thing we should do a video podcast because, you know, people aren't yeah. seeing this. But when I said that to you, what if would you still do comedy? Well, you yeah, your eyes Just, widened. Mm-hmm. I'm saying yeah because you you did it again, but your eyes widened and there was an ins- inspiration happening there, mm-hmm. and there was a you going like whoa and and I and I recognized it and I said that's what it did to me. Yeah. So I, I was like, man. I, and uh, I mean, we've shot around the idea of having a video podcast before. Mm-hmm. And but this one is the only one that makes sense if we just had it zoomed in on our eyes. Yeah. So you can watch our eyes the whole time. You mm-hmm. still hear our voices. You still get all the great uh, comedic advice and knowledge yeah. and know-how. But you, but, see, but the you see the fire. The fire and the twinkle and the blaze mm-hmm. and the, the sprinkle. Kevin, in a way, I don't know if hmm, – it's as if the eyes are – let's say you're driving down a road, mm-hmm. okay? okay? Now, the, okay. You're, you're the, in a sense, you're the car. Okay, but you can't see the driver because you're they're far away. But as they get closer, then and and this goes back to the uh, uh, the president of the United States. I think it was Lincoln. Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes because you right. don't see those till oh, they're close. I, I hate to be the history uh, stickler okay, here, yeah. but it was that was Benjamin Franklin. That was Benjamin Franklin. Okay, so President Benjamin Franklin. Exactly. He goes, "Don't shoot till you see," because. It's mm-hmm. the closeness. So now a car is driving down the road. Now I can I can't see who's driving that car, but when it gets close enough, I can look through the windshield. Yeah, yeah, sure. And can. I can finally see: is it Kevin that's driving? I can see that person in there. Yeah. And is. so, in a way, the windshield is like the eyes. So it's like the eyes are like, and that person in the car who's driving it yeah. is like the soul or the spirit of the person or yeah. something, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I when I see that car driving, and I and I look in and I can finally when I when the windshield is close enough I can see the soul and that's what the eyes are they're like somewhat like the windshield to the soul of the person you know and I don't know if anyone Uh, this is the way I think of it and I I I don't know if it's something you've ever uh thought of yourself or heard or anything like that but it's like uh, you know uh, you know it the the listeners don't really know but the first time I was introduced into that kind of metaphor and that that way of looking at it was in uh, one of your songs that you wrote yeah um, yes bodies are cars people uh, or sorry, souls are the people inside them yeah it was called soul car 
Soulcar, right. But uh, that's that, one, that, of, one lines. of your lines. I yeah. love that line. Yeah. Bodies are cars, people are just souls inside of them. Da, 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 da. It's got a funky beat. I mean, it was, you get in love with the beat first, and then you go, wait a second. I fell in second. love with the bass. There's something else that's going on here. You know, the beat ushers you in, but then there's a depth oh. of lyric. Yep. And you get to the base of the bass. But that's it what was, I just saw in I'd, your eyes. I'd, uh, yes. And that was that was gorgeous. Um, but hey, I think hey. Uh, Zoolander would uh, probably just travel around, and look good wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and at the end of the day, uh, we, we we can't get too over ahead of ourselves, and and we should bring it back as as fun as our imaginations can be. We should realize that yes, yeah, so Zoolander is a comedian, always will be a comedian. Yeah. We're we're gonna love him. Uh, can't wait to see that collaboration project with him in the new Lego mm-hmm. movie. And guess what? I bet you when Zoolander in in the film where he can travel anywhere in time and stuff like that, he, he's going to look around worried, sick, that he's going to find a, another Zoolander better looking than him. Oh, no. <laughs> and that would just be, well, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe, and again, Zoolander 2, so easy to write, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah, it? Oh, it writes isn't itself. It, it writes isn't itself. It? It's yeah, right it itself. Hey, it let's does. go to, let's jump in bed, have a little bit of a nap, and let's see if we can get that treatment done at least. All right. Well, that's what we're going to do then. And you listeners, you students... Uh, uh, thank thank you, you for listening. Uh, as always, yeah. such a pleasure to do this for you guys. Week in, week out, week there, week here. Yes. We hope you learn something about Zoolander. And you get weak in your knees. <laughs> a little because of the A few too many jokes. <laughs> uh, this was a fun episode. So You know, when, um, when teachers, uh, they're trying to teach math or something like yeah, that. And, yeah. and they'll make a few jokes. But too many jokes and the, the crowd's going to get... S- spoils the broth. Well, right? yeah. And, yeah. And the kids are going to get a little bit... Uh, hyper. They're gonna get like, blasty, giddy, blasty, get, uh, fluctuant. Yeah, they'll be a little bit like that, and and then the teacher will go, settle down, settle down. Well, it was your own damn fault. You made too many jokes. Yeah, so we're trying not to do that. Crazy, I know we're teaching about comedy teaching. here, yeah. but we're gonna try. Not so many jokes, maybe. And that's something yeah. we'll listen back. See, maybe we were a bit too funny this time. Because maybe, we were maybe. pretty funny Just in this those, episode. And, you know, one of those more more lax Mondays. Or, yeah. Or, or, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Give them a break. We Can't. gave them the assignment up, up we top. We did. It was listen, right there. Now take a break. Enjoy the laughs. Enjoy, yeah, you know, enjoy learning about rest, Zoolander. Yeah, the rest of the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, um, and guess what? You can check us out on the Facebook.com slash as always, yeah. Twitter. Send us a tweet. Yeah, tweet us. Tweet is fun, and um, yeah, or even an email if you really have a strong concern that you need to yeah. email yeah, yeah, it to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that, don't want to turn happens. people away from that. And uh, I mean, uh, Kevin is. How many times a day do you check that? The email? Yeah. Uh, at least thrice. So that would be thrice. And then uh, you log on at least how many times? I'd say feist. Okay. So he's on there a lot. Yeah. Um, and he's refreshing that page. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I've seen him hit at five, probably thrice. Yeah, yeah. Up to size sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, a, it was a really great time. I think this uh, hat is working The hat's a great. Uh, so again, this comedian won't be put back in the hat, so we'll never nope. do another tribute to Zoolander. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have yourselves another fantastic week, and yeah. uh, we'll ho- hopefully hear from you all soon. Hey, um, class dismissed. Have a great week. <laughs> Such a great week. <laughs> surprise, Carmen. Oh, surprise. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those funnier episodes. We can do it. We can do it sometimes. We can just let her hair down. No. I mean, Sam Kinison did. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit.